Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. Let's go to the Word together tonight. Heavenly Father, we thank you for what you are doing. And God, I believe that you want to bring breakthrough into lives. There's people here that need a breakthrough in health. Lord, we're besetting conditions, things that have continued to just linger in the background need to be broken from their life. Lord, other people where it's been an oppression, a, a depression or confusion or some other thing that's lingered around their life. And tonight, Lord, you want to bring breakthrough. There's other people here, their business is stalled. They need to have a breakthrough. I pray you'll, whatever the circumstances are, whatever it looks like in their life, I believe for breakthrough for every person in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. This month, we've all been about thankful. That's what we've been speaking on. And I guess you might ask validly the question, what on earth has thankful got to do with breakthrough? Well, let me read to you a couple of passages of Scripture and you will discover very quickly the common thread. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 12. This is quite a long passage, but we'll read it quickly. Uh, the people of Judah are facing an enemy and they are vastly outnumbered. There is no way that there's any help available to them. And so this is the, 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 the King Jehoshaphat's prayer. He says, O oh, our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that's coming against us, nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Now all of Judah, with their little ones, their wives and their children, stood before the Lord. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jahaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jeel, the son of Madaniah, a Levite of the sons of Asaph, one of the praising team. In the midst of the assembly, he said, Listen, you all of Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, you King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord God to you, do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude, because the battle is not yours, but God's. I'm going to come back to some of this a little bit later on, but listen up for it. Tomorrow go down against them. Thou surely come up by, <clears throat> pardon me, by the ascent of Ziz, that was a hill, and you will find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. You will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourselves, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you. See the salvation of the Lord who is with you. The salvation of the Lord is not a thing and it's not an event, it's a person. See the salvation of the Lord who is with you. See the salvation of the Lord who's with you. See the salvation of the Lord. He's with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Don't fear. Keep fear at bay. Don't be dismayed. Tomorrow I go out against them because the Lord is with you. Jehoshaphat the king bowed his head with his face to the ground. All Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem bowed before the Lord, worshipping the Lord. Then the Levites and the children of the Kohathites and of the children of the Korahites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with voices loud and high. So they rose early in the morning. I want you to notice that before they ever go to the battle, they begin to praise. They don't wait until the last moment and they've tried everything else. They are not driven by desperation. They are led, not driven. So many people are driven to God when God wants us to be led to Him. 
Don't, don't allow desperation. People say things like, well, you know, I guess there's nothing to do but pray. You know, over the years, I've seldom seen that those people have the same miracles as those who do what these people did, which is before they saw the enemy, before they went out, they said, I'm going to begin with praise. Before I ever get close to the battle, before anything takes place, I'm going to begin to praise. And they rose early in the morning, went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. As they went out, Jehoshaphat said, and, and he said this, Hear me, O Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God and you'll be established. Believe his prophets and you'll prosper. There comes a moment when every one of your lives and mine too, where I have to choose, do I believe the word of the Lord or not? Do I believe what God spoke to me? Do I believe that God said you will go to Western Australia and you will present Western Australia as a trophy to Christ? Do I believe that word or do I believe what I see or what I feel or what circumstance or 30 years? If you were to ask me right now, what do you see over the horizon? I would tell you that I see some of the greatest things in the life of this church that have ever taken place. I believe that next year is going to be an incredible year. This year has been amazing. We've seen some amazing things. 180 people so far have texted yes, and we keep hearing back stories. One of the young women that's down at Red Frogs two months ago was in this morning service. Never been to church like this ever before. I saw her at the end of the service because she was weeping. And so I went up and I said, are you okay? Someone from our team, thank God for alert people and thank God for people that see like Jesus sees. Somebody's already there standing beside her and and helping her to understand what's going on. Just like uh, um, Sebastiano told me, you know, he came to to a, a Sunday evening service and just wept and wept. I remember seeing him with Pastor Bruce in the what was then the guest lounge. And Sebastiano just couldn't stop weeping because the Holy Spirit was profoundly touching him. Same thing happened to this young woman. Well, I did not know who she was or anything about her. Uh, she was somebody new to church. But God was touching her profoundly. We only discovered literally a month ago when she moved back here from the eastern states and uh, discovered that on that day she texted yes. You wonder what happens with them, but they're not numbers to God, they're people to God. And some people think, well, you know, if I didn't see them lift their hand, well, how can I follow them up? But, you know, we've never trusted in our ability to persuade. It's always been the Holy Spirit. And so he was obviously touching this woman. She comes back here, moves over here about a month ago, I think it was, and, and, and profoundly born again, totally changed, is down serving with Red Frogs this week. Never done anything like it, only been a Christian for two months, but already stepping into a place of saying, how do I show Jesus to people? And what an amazing thing that is 
when we start to see God at work. But do you know what? There's always a point where you've got to step back and say, what do I believe? Do I believe the word? Some of you here have got a word from God. Listen to me. I'm not saying this because it's on my notes. I'm saying it because the Holy Spirit is telling me, some of you here, that the Lord told you, this is what you'd accomplish with your life. And you haven't seen it yet. And right now you're in the, will I, won't I, can I, will it happen? Can I say to you, you will come to that point where you either say, Lord, I'm going to believe the word you gave me. I'm going to believe that you called me by name. I'm going to believe, Lord, that your hand is on my life. Circumstances have corralled me and limited me, but I choose to believe the word of the Lord. Verse 21, when he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord and who should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and were saying, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. And as they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab and Mount Seir who had come against Judah and they were defeated. The strangest army, the strangest response the most unusual method, but God was in it. Bizarre is not the best unless God is in the bizarre, in which case anything is possible. Well, let me read you just one more. Acts 16, just a few verses, verse 23. This is Paul and Silas. They've been preaching. They've been dragged before the judge. They've been, well, actually, let's just read it. Verse 23. When they laid many stripes on them, they got beaten. They threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. Having received such a charge, he put them into the inner prison. That meant there was no light, there was no air. They are in the worst, darkest, most anonymous place. No one knows where they are. He fastened their feet in the stocks. That, that was not about... Uh, about keeping you prisoner because you're already in the inner prison. This is about punishment. This is about screwing your life down even further. Some of you here again, let me tell you, let me speak from, from a word of knowledge to you that some of you here feel like, you know, the devil has just been having a heyday with your life. He's not only put you into a place where you feel like your limitation is there, but there's come pain and suffering and anguish to go with those things. And these people are in their, this place, but at midnight, verse 25, but at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying. Now, can I say I get the praying bit? Because the first time they lifted the whip, I'm praying. The first time they dragged me to the authorities, I'm praying. How many of you are with me right there? I'm praying real quick. I don't need any impetus to pray right there. I don't need a prayer meeting leader to tell me it's time to pray. I'm praying right there. That bit I get. It's the next bit that's weird. At midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. What do you do? in the place of restriction and challenge? What do you do in the place of difficulty? And the prisoners were listening to them. Evidently, they sang with such gusto, they were singing with such volume that everybody else, all the normal noise of prison life stopped because the sound of the people of God went out. Suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken 
and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's chains were loosed. Why? Because I'll come to this in a minute. It was never just about you. And both of these examples, despite overwhelming opposition and difficulty, it's their praise, their thankfulness to God that gives them a breakthrough. And so I want to speak to you briefly, really, about praise and when you do it and what it does when you do it. I'll never forget a message I heard. I was only a young Christian. And it was preached by an American who, whose name, I'm sorry, I don't even remember. He was speaking at David Carlidge's church in an Assembly of God church in Townsville. And someone gave me the cassette tape. That's how long ago this is. For those of you that are under 30, a cassette was an old-fashioned device by which uh, sound and voice was recorded. And uh, most cars had a cassette player and you, you could kind of put it in so that it had something to eat. It would chew up your, your tape and... Uh, and it would do that. And, uh, and I don't remember all of it, except I remember it spoke to me. The title of this guy's message was Unseen Events in the Heavenlies During Praise. I've never forgotten. That's nearly 40 years ago. I was only a fairly new Christian. I was living in a flat all by myself. I, I had left the church that I was raised in and felt God call me to step out of the boat step into a place of serving him. My family all thought I'd lost my mind. They thought I'd joined a cult. And so I remember stepping out in that and I, that cassette came into my possession and it began to speak at what goes on, unseen events in the heavenlies during praise. But why is praise and when you praise, why is it so powerful? You know, I, I'm not asking tonight if you've got a good voice. I used to have one once, but 40 years of preaching has turned it into a, a bit more of a, <clears throat> as I discovered Sunday or so a week ago when I decided that I would lead a song while the team were down here praying and all of a sudden realised that maybe my best voice was a long time ago. <clears throat> it was a bit like that. But you know, praise is not about can you sing. We don't know whether Paul would have made our choir. We don't know whether Silas would have been someone acceptable in the front row to sing. But we do know this, that praise is an expression of the heart towards God. Praise is not anything to do with, can you sing nicely? Does God, would God stand up on or swivel his chair around on whatever the voice says? It's not about that. It's, it's, and listen, some of those people that are good singers think that God likes it because they can sing. But nothing's further from the truth. And some people think because they've got a bad voice, God doesn't want to hear their praise. Can I tell you, God it looks way past the voice to see what's in the heart when you begin to praise. Come on. I know that tonight at the end when I invite those of you that need a breakthrough to come forward and to stand in, we're going to sing again that song, Oh Praise the Name. And I believe that if you will begin to praise, you'll start to see a breakthrough in your life in Jesus' name. I'm going to be standing there because there's things in the life of our church where I go, oh God, we need a breakthrough in that. I'm believing for that. And sometimes there are things I go, God, I've been believing for that for so long. Lord, I, I want to stop being the person that says when and how long and how come and why. And I want to be better positioned before Almighty God. I don't want to be on the outside with the crowd asking about what's happening inside. I want to be around the very throne room 
of God. I want to be at Jesus' feet and I want to be declaring the greatness of his name and my expectation of miracles and my expectation of blessing, my expectation of God moving. I want to declare that. I want to be in that place where the angels live. I want to be there, not out with the crowd looking in. Why is praise so powerful? Number one, praise lets me see things differently and see different things. Praise lets me see things differently and lets me see different things. Acts chapter 2 and verse 17 is the day of Pentecost. Do you know that the first two signs of the Holy Spirit that are mentioned were in Peter's sermon? He says, this is that which is spoken by the prophet John. The last days I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And and we are told, uh, your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will see dreams. That's all about seeing differently. When you prophesy, you speak differently. You see it differently. I'll never forget a young woman. I was uh, the favorite speaker for kids camps back in the day. Uh, you know, and uh, I remember getting asked to go and one young girl that was there, her mother and father were in the church. And she was the, pardon me, the one person that always got sent home early for misbehaving. They'd catch her in the boys' dorm or, you know, smoking in the toilets or... This is a children's camp. She was the one always in trouble. And I remember speaking, I still remember where it was in Nambour at the foot of a a mountain and a waterfall and this little campsite. And I'll never forget saying to this young girl, stand up. Now she stood up thinking she was about to get in trouble one more time. I said to her, I see you behind a wall and everybody else looks and thinks you are this or that and I see you looking for God. Your hands are raised, seeking the Lord. Everybody, myself included, thought, He's missed this big time. That can't be true. But you know, that young woman responded to that. As time went on, she committed her life to Christ. Well, not long after that. Grew up in the church, married a young man. They went and planted a church in Tasmania. I saw them when I was there with Pastor Danny only a couple of years ago. They came along to one of the services. And here is this woman now, a mum, loving God, serving God. But it all happened because somebody, come on, somebody saw things differently. Somebody. Now, I didn't see it. It wasn't my effort. It wasn't my deep wisdom. It was the Holy Spirit. And quite frankly, I was shocked. I remember thinking, oh, God, this better be right. I'm going to have all the leaders down on me like a ton of bricks. Because, you know, I'm saying this about her and she's the biggest troublemaker they ever got. But do you know something? That's what praise does. When you get into the place of praise, you start to, how many of you ever experienced it? I know you have. You come into the worship and you feel like this and you feel like that and you get into the place of worship and all of a sudden you, you walk out of there and your whole perspective is changed. You see things differently and you see different things. And when the people of Judah say our eyes are upon you, they are literally saying we see things differently. The whole enemy looks at us and sees our numbers, how big we are. Uh, The enemy looks and says, we can easily do it. But God, we're not seeing things like they see. The children of Israel in Numbers 13, their biggest mistake was they never stopped and said, God, give us your perspective. 
Can I say to you tonight, God has a completely different perspective on your future to the one you have. And if you never get into the place of praise, you'll never see your future the way God sees it. You'll look at it and say, I'm winding down. You'll look at it and say, I can't. You'll look at it and say, I don't know enough. I haven't graduated. You'll look at it and say, I don't know the right people. I'm not in the right place. But if you come into the place of praise, you'll see things differently and you'll see different things. Here's the second thing. Why does praise work? It's because it's the unnatural response to natural problems. Nobody faced with problems goes, you know what? I think I'll just thank God. I think I'll just praise it's the unnatural response to natural problems. These guys in prison could have cried, why? God, I'm serving you. Where's the blessing? Didn't you call me? This isn't right. God, it's not fair. I'm supposed to be your favourite one. Why are you doing this? They could have looked for someone to blame. That could have been and that would have been the natural response, but they prayed. I want you to remember this in this next couple of months. It's the unnatural responses that produce supernatural results. It's the unnatural responses. When someone's sick and you go, I think I'll lay hands on them. You know, when everybody else is afraid, you say, I'm going to believe God. It's the unnatural responses. Lord, I don't have much, so I'll give. That's an unnatural response. It's the unnatural responses almost in any environment, in any space, look for what's the unnatural response here and do that and watch God at work in your life. Here's number three. The third one. Praise says, if it's bigger than me, it must be about more than me. If it's bigger than me, it must be about more than me. You and I are a significant part of God's plan and purpose. Matthew chapter 5, verse 13, Jesus says to just 12 people, you're the salt of the earth. He didn't say, you know, look, we're going to start small and we're going to have a home group. You know, we're just hoping and praying it might grow. The, the audacity of Jesus who saw things differently. 12 people, unlearned, uneducated, he said, you're the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. He never said, I'm the light of the world, because we all would applaud that. He said, you are the light of the world. If he said, I'm the salt of the earth, we'd go, of course you are, you're Jesus. But he never said that, he said, you are. Why? Because, see, Jesus came from the place of praise. And so he, he automatically, when he came to earth, he brought heaven's eyes down to here. And everything Jesus did, he saw differently. When the Pharisees said no, he said, no, I said differently was the, he would do things on the Sabbath and they'd criticise him. He saw it differently. He'd say, well, was man made for the Sabbath or the Sabbath made for man? The answer is the Sabbath was made for man. He'd go, I said differently to you. Jesus, everywhere he went, brought heaven's eyes into the planet. And the reality is that if it's bigger than you, it must be about more than you. Don't confuse popular and powerful. Popular is how many people know you. Powerful is when you know the right one. In any environment, by the way. I see over and over again in the life of this church, I've speak to people that have got incredible reach and amazing influence. 
And almost always you'll discover there was one person out of all proportion, out of all sense. It shouldn't have happened, but it did. They come into that place and all of a sudden that one person opens the door. Well, praise literally says when you begin to praise, it's almost like you're pointing to Jesus and saying, I'm with him. Huh? I'm with him. I'm with him. I'm with him. We've got a guy in our church. He's over in Queensland at the moment, but he's eight times world champion kickboxer. And somebody came once and they were a little bit upset. I don't know who they were. and They weren't from church, but I remember just thinking, I'm with him. <laughs> I'm with him. Uh, I stand next to a young man in church this morning. He's, I played basketball against his dad for a while. He's seven foot and this guy's about six, nine or ten. And I'm standing next to him like this, just going, I'm with him. He had hands that swallowed up. I've got big hands, but he swallowed mine up. I shook his hand. It was like my whole arm disappeared. <laughs> praise sees things differently and sees different things. It's the unnatural response. And praise literally declares, you know what? If it's bigger than me, what are you facing right now that's bigger than you? Can I suggest to you that maybe, just maybe, it's actually about more than you? Maybe on the other side of your difficulty and your challenge. Maybe the other side of what you're going through right now. See, we quote Psalm 23. We quote Psalm 23. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil for thou art with me. Thou rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And we quote that like it's one individual going on a walk. But the end of it, verse 5 and verse 6, saying you spread a table before me in the presence of my enemies. He didn't say you give me a chair. Why? Because no one in the Middle East ever read Psalm 23 and thought it was one person sitting at a table. Everybody knew that if it was a table, it was a feast. And if it was a feast, there were guests. Every meal Jesus ever spoke about in the New Testament had guests. Why? Because I'm never meant to come to the table and just sit and dine. I'm never meant to be a Christian who just goes, you know what? This is about me. This is about my problems. Can I, can I be honest with you? It is so easy, no matter how long you've been saved, to think it's about me. It's about the things I'm struggling with, about my problems. It's about that. And God, why don't you fix that so I can feel better and I want to do that. And God, hello? Or am I the only person on the planet that's ever felt like that? No one's responding, so I'm just assuming that you're with me on that. Here's the last one here, and I want you to get this just quickly. Praise says this. How I feel will never determine what I do. How I feel will not determine what I do. I don't think Paul and Silas sitting there with their backs opened and bleeding, their feet stuck in stocks that I'm pretty sure the jailer screwed down tighter than he needed to. But I don't think they sat there and thought, you know, I'm just feeling like a little happy song. Just feeling like a little song, you know, what the world needs now is love, sweet love. Everything is beautiful in its own way. I'm pretty sure they sat there going, this is terrible. But these guys have decided how I feel will never determine what I do. I may feel overwhelmed. Listen to me. I may feel overwhelmed. The Apostle Paul said at one point, he says, we were overwhelmed. I can be overwhelmed, but I can never be overpowered. I can be outnumbered, but I can never be outdone. 
I can stand because he's seated. I can stand no matter what goes on. You know why? Because according to the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, verse 12, but this man, capital M, Jesus, after he'd offered one sacrifice, come to him, after he'd offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down. Do you know why you sit down? You sit down when the job's done. You don't sit down halfway through the job unless you're a typist or a data entry person or some other job where you sit down. You sit down when the job's over, don't you? But this one man, after he'd offered one sacrifice, you don't need to keep offering it, one sacrifice for sins forever. He sat down at the right hand of God from that time waiting till his enemies are made his footstool. He sat down because he's seated, I can stand no matter what. Because he's seated, at the right hand of the Father, I can stand in the midst of obstacles, in the midst of difficulty, in the midst of pressure. I can stand. Why? Because I know the one who's seated. Amen. I want to encourage you tonight to allow the Holy Spirit just to speak into your life. We're going to sing together this song in a minute. Oh, praise the name of the Lord our God. Oh, praise His name forever. And I'm going to invite you not just to sing a song. Some of you may want to come and stand out here in the front. Just to say, Lord, I'm just stepping out of the place of my anonymity, my, my little space where it's just me. And I'm going to step outside of that. And God, I'm going to stand with you. And I'm going to look into the heavenlies and say, I'm with him. And I'm going to believe for breakthrough. I asked Pastor Bruce to give us, we had Friendship Sunday, Family Sunday rather, only a, a couple of weeks ago. And these were all the cards some of them with multiple names on them that were filled out by you saying, these are people that I spoke to who said, would, would your church be praying for me? So we believe in for breakthrough for them. We believe in for breakthrough for you. I'm believing for breakthrough in the life of our church in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I believe that it starts with praise. We don't wait till we see a sign. We don't say, well, God... You know, as soon as we see evidence you're moving, then we'll begin to praise. Now, these people started praising the night before. Before they ever saw the enemy, they stood there and said, let's start worshiping right now. Amen. Just bow your head with me a moment. There may be people here in this place tonight and you have never given your life to Jesus or else you've been away from God and you need to come back to Him. Start again. Do you know, the Bible says that Jesus told the story of a son who walked away from, with his inheritance. He went away from the family. Finally, one day he came to his senses. He said, I want to return home. When he got nearer to the house, he discovered instead of a locked gate, he saw the open arms of his dad, the father. And of course, Jesus was telling us about the heavenly father. There's no locked gate tonight, friend, trying to keep you out. You might say, but Jeff, you don't know what I've done. And I'd say, yeah, but you don't know how much the love of God accomplished on the cross. It accomplished enough. There's no gate can lock you out. Jesus took the keys to every lock and every gate. Let me just pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for every person that's here. I pray for people here, Lord, that tonight in their heart right now, they're saying, Lord, I, I'm saying yes to you. I'm coming closer to you. Lord, tonight I'm going to allow you to become Lord of my life. 
tonight, Lord Jesus, I need you. Come and save me. Come into my life and touch me again. In the name of Jesus. Amen.